In this podcast, we'll talk about the benefits of doing simple meditation, mindfulness, or as I like to term it, breathing drills with the kids that we teach. We'll discuss kids' concentration spans, types of breathing, and how to try and achieve flow state. We'll chat about ADHD, lesson structure, and the use of the online meditation app, Headspace. If you're a teacher or a parent, you should find this episode intriguing. Before we kick off, let's just take care of a little bit of business. The Active Podcast is unsponsored at the moment, but this episode is brought to you by The Edge Performance Analysis Solutions. So, if you're a teacher or a coach and you want to video analyze your students or athletes, provide them with video feedback that contains annotations and on-screen comments, these software solutions will allow you to do this. It also means that you can bring all your members together on one online platform at the same time creating a real community. Very powerful piece of software. Check out the Edge software solutions for education and sport on the links that you can find in the description box on this podcast's website. Give yourself the edge. So without further ado, let's roll the podcast. Welcome to the Active Podcast. My name is Ian Simpson, your host. Today, I'm on my own doing the podcast. My co-host Matthew is off enjoying himself somewhere, so I thought I'd have a, have a go at this on my own. Um, actually, we will have a guest for you um, joining us on the show, but it, it'll be a virtual guest. I'll explain a little bit more about that later. So today's podcast is, uh, is entitled, Should We Teach Our Students, Our Kids, Kids Students, Should We Teach Them Meditation? So already I can hear the the doubters saying meditation kids that doesn't fit. Well, let's just let's talk it through, yeah. Um this is sort of an extension of the Active English series. Um the Active English is uh, um teaching English through human movement. So it's a sort of branch of that something I'm sort of trying out and I'd like to get your feedback on. So Let's start with meditation. Um, what is meditation? Well, we all know basically what meditation is, but one of, one of the bad things about meditation is the image that we associate with it, because from days gone by, we associate meditation with religion, with um, people sitting cross-legged, chanting with their hands together in a praying position and um, incense sticks. This is not necessarily what meditation is, and especially modern meditation, which, by the way, now we tend to call mindfulness, not meditation, um, is, is, more, is more of a modern way of looking at it. And many of us now are, are doing mindfulness, and it has nothing to do with religion whatsoever. It's based on sports science and uh, trying to create peak performance. So with that in mind, so what is mindfulness? Well, mindfulness is being present in any moment in time. So we cannot affect what we've done in the past. 
and we don't know what's going to happen in the future, later on today or tomorrow or next week. All we can control is this moment in time. And if we can be aware of this moment in time, more aware of this actual moment in time, using all our senses to evaluate what is going on at this moment around us, within us, using all our senses, that is be being mindful at this particular moment in time. And it's a very powerful way to feel and to be. And an extension, or extension, I should say part of that, is breathing. So when we teach meditation, mindfulness to kids, maybe we don't want to call it those things. Maybe we want to call it breathing, breathing game or breathing exercise. Because the breathing is the one automatic and natural thing that, that we do, that the body does automatically. And yet it's very much um, not thought about, very much uh, not considered. I don't know why, it's something, it's something that we just don't think too much about. Now I'm saying we should think a lot more about breathing because it's so powerful and it can help us and it can help our kids in so many different ways. Let's talk a little bit about breathing first. Um, basically there are two kinds of breathing, mouth breathing and nasal breathing. When early man existed, um, basically human species breathed through the nose. And only in latter day, modern day human being, do we breathe through the mouth. Breathing through the nose is a lot more uh, uh, effective than breathing through the mouth for the following reasons. When you breathe through the nose, nasal breathing, it, it creates or triggers a chemical called nitric oxide, NO. Now the, the effect of nitric oxide is that it acts like an air cleaner. So as the air comes in through the nose, it cleans the bacteria, that's the one effect. The other powerful effect that, that it has, nitric oxide, is that it increases oxygen uptake. It actually allows you to use the bottom half of the lungs to um, absorb more oxygen and uptake more oxygen into the system using the bottom half of the lungs. In addition to this, it triggers the parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is the, the nervous part of the nervous system that we call it lizard brain. You can imagine a lizard when he's, when he's, uh, he encounters danger, what does he do? He freezes, he stops, he looks left, he looks right, he's calm, he takes and he assesses the situation before making a decision what to do. So the, the mouth breathing or the sympathetic nervous system, um, when that is triggered, it's the monkey brain. That's when you go out of control, that's when you panic, when you lose, lose control of the situation and you start hyperventilating and your pulse rate goes up, your breathing rate goes up. Generally, we don't want that situation. We want the opposite. And nasal breathing triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, which lowers the pulse rate, makes you feel calmer, um, stops the blood rushing to the head by lowering the pulse rate, lowering the blood pressure, lowering the breathing rate. You basically calm down and 
it's easier to to concentrate to get into flow state and to make good critical thinking decisions so it all makes sense as to why why we should use nasal breathing as opposed to mouth breathing so we can teach the kids that we can teach it as a game if we want to um, now how do we do this and what benefit is it well it, it has various benefits um, by teaching kids uh, breathing or meditation if you want to call it that you call it what you want we are able to aid class control so that's good for the teacher of course if we can get better class control and it's good for the kids because if we can calm them down and help them to focus then they can they can get into flow state if you bear in mind that on average on average um, small kids like kinder kids can probably probably only concentrate for about the little ones only maybe 10 minutes at the most on average and our grade ones twos and threes probably about 15 minutes if we're lucky so if you bear, bear that in mind that their concentration spans are, are very short so how we structure our lesson plans we, we should be considering this when we when we structure our lesson plans maybe we can introduce some breathing games into the lesson at different periods in the time to help keep the students focused um, helping kids to find flow state flow state flow state what is flow state flow state uh, you might know it as being referred to as uh, being in the zone you know you've all been there you've all done it when you've you've performed whether it be sport or making a speech in front of people, you've performed at a level that was effortless and resulted in a perfect performance. And you come out of the, you come out of the performance, you think, wow, what happened today? How was I able to score a 10 out of a 10, a perfect performance? How was I able to do that? I was in the zone. I found flow state today. But how did I find it? And most of us don't actually know how we find it. it. It is, and it's very difficult for even the top coaches to help athletes to find flow state. But we can help. We can help kids to what? Let's call it flow state. To 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 concentrate and focus um, as as much as possible because. Um, Breathing, good breathing through the nose drives focus and focus drives flow. So they go together. Yeah. So bearing in mind that kids can only focus for a very short span of time. Um, some of these uh, exercises that we're going to do might be might be very useful. Now, before this podcast, the active podcast, the, the first incarnation of this podcast was Tokyo Real podcast that I had. And one of my guests on that was uh, Andy Puddicombe from the UK, um, who's uh, like me, he's a surfer, and he's got a similar background to myself in uh, sport and sports science and physical education. Um, but unlike me, he, he took off to, to a monastery and became a monk, I believe it was, I can't remember the podcast, somewhere, in China, on Nepal, somewhere, um, for 10 years. For 10 years, he lived the life of a monk. And then 
interesting int it's a fantastic story very interesting story go to you can it's all the same links as the active real podcast you can find him uh, on YouTube um, on the on the active active English podcast the links will be in the description box go and watch that video it's great and when he came back from being a monk he came back to normal society and decided well he didn't want to continue that lifestyle but he believed what he had learned was so powerful that he wanted to um, be able to spread spread meditation mindfulness to the rest of the people in the world in a way that wasn't tied up with the religious beliefs that I talked about earlier and so he went at it from a sports science viewpoint and created um, an app called Headspace which is the most downloaded meditation app in the world and that's the app that uh, I sometimes use with my kids and the ones we're going to talk about today. So it's a subscription app um, but it, it's very cheap it's not much uh, a month but it's very powerful and uh, I myself use it every day. Um, so there are different kinds of meditation but actually let's let's let Andy talk about um, meditation for kids. So let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Have you ever wondered why we teach our kids about looking after the body, but we don't really teach them how to look after the mind? Teaching them about meditation at an early age would set them up for life. But we all know that sitting quietly isn't that easy. It's not easy for us as grown-ups, so think how hard it is for kids. They'd much rather be out and about having fun, getting dirty, than sitting still with their eyes closed for 10 minutes. So here at Headspace, we've created some activities and meditations, especially for them. With themes like calm, kindness, and even bedtime. We created these sessions for children and parents to enjoy together. Each activity is different depending on how old your child is. There are exercises designed for toddlers, preteens, and every age in between. This really is the best of both worlds. Quality time with your child while teaching them a valuable skill for life. And hey, who knows? Maybe you'll even get a little extra headspace for yourself. So Andy, Andy was telling us there in the Headspace uh, little animation video um, about the kinds of the kinds of units lessons that that you can do. Most of them they range from about one minute to six minutes. I normally go about one or two, three minutes with the kids at the most, depending on what what age they are. And there are various units um, such as calm down, cool off rest and relax, kindness, showing the kids kind, teaching them kindness towards other classmates, appreciation, settle down time. So all very, very relevant for what we want as teachers. Now, I know that even though the, his, his voice is very calming and the English is quite simple, for little kids they're not going to understand it. But we can teach them the words, help them to understand it by teaching them, uh, just explaining to them in Japanese with some very key simple words um, what this is all about. And then they can use very simple English such as breathe in, nose, breathe out, mouth, relax image, touch your stomach, feel your stomach rise and fall, 
and they can try to do some visualization, some imagery. So when they're breathing in, they're, they're um, drawing, drawing an odd number, one, as they're breathing out. In their mind, they're drawing maybe on a on a like on on a washi calligraphy type thing. They're drawing uh, drawing number two, the even number, through the duration of the breath, and then they're breathing in, and they're drawing the number three and breathing out. Or you could do they could be drawing A B C's, A on the odd number and uh, sorry A. A on the breathe in and draw the B on the B out. So we can link it to English very nicely. And just by focusing on one letter or one number linked with the breathing stops their mind wandering and helps them to focus. So that, that's a very easy and powerful way of, of doing it all also. It's also a very good way to teach body parts. And it's great for breaking up breaking up the lesson. And as I said, it's not only beneficial to the teacher and the student in the lesson, but it's beneficial for kids in life as well. When they go out into the normal school or in their home life, or when they're in stressful situations, they can use these, these skills. Now, when you think there was, let, let me tell you a, a, a little bit about a report that came out um, late last year, a CCHR report, Citizens Commission on Human Rights in Japan. Um, it was, the report was carried out in, with preschool kids in Niigata in Japan and they said that they did a survey on, on parents and on, on teachers and about ADHD and believe it or not 31.1% of parents considered that their kids displayed ADHD symptoms. When the, te when the teachers were asked only 4.3% of teachers considered that the same kids in the cohort group had ADHD, uh, ADHD symptoms. That's a staggering difference between 31% and 4.3%. Why is that? And the report doesn't actually explain why. Um, so I would like to hear your feedback as to why you think there's such a, a staggering difference between what the parents think and what the teachers think. In a country where, generally speaking, the diagnosis of ADHD in kids is very low compared to other countries such as America uh, or the UK. Um, so it's, it's interesting that in Japan, ADHD is, is actually statistically diagnosed, uh, the stats are very low, but the use of drugs to control these kids is 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 very uh, they use drugs very early in the process when it's probably not necessary to control these kids in Japan which is a very worrying factor which is another reason why what I'm talking about today simple breathing mindfulness exercises for kids can be a much more healthy alternative to to drugs to control their ADHD, so-called ADHD behavior. I mean, ADHD is quite a quite a modern a modern um, illness, isn't it? Disease, really. Um, if you think about it, when when I was a kid, um, we we didn't know we were allowed to have ADHD. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it wasn't invented. We were just naughty. And I, and I wonder, uh, you know. 
these days, do kids really have, have ADHD or are, or are they just naughty? Perhaps they just need a damn good slap. And before you write in, that's figuratively speaking, yeah, I don't really mean give them a slap. But uh, maybe that's all they need. Maybe we've just gone over the top with it. But certainly, um, a, big, a big contributor to, to ADHD-type symptoms, or, or let's just call it naughtiness or lack of self-control, is fatigue, is hunger, is noise, emotional stress, um, affect a kid's concentration span. And you think about those words I just said, they're probably all, most, all, a lot of them are relevant when they come to our Akaiwa schools at the end of the day after being in their main schools. They're tired, they're hungry, they get, the, the class is noisy, they're emotionally stressed. No wonder they can't focus very well. So another reason why perhaps we might be thinking about breathing exercises for the kids. So what do you think? What do you think? Please, please write me. Please hit me up with your comments. I'd love to see them. And uh, let's, let's talk further about it. I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Alright